How many of you thank God for the worship team? And I feel like every single week they're getting better and better and better. It's, it's crazy what chemistry will do. We thank God for you guys. I thank God for Pastor Ruben. Let's, let's give Ruben a round of applause. Amen. I thank God I got this beautiful woman in front of me who's going to smile throughout, my beautiful wife. And I thank God that we got a new married couple in the house. Let's give it up for Danielle and Stephen. Love you guys. Amen. How many of you have been enjoying this series? Uh, John, right before coming up, John said one of you guys is going to mess up. And I was like, dude, I'm the last one in this series. Are you seriously going to let that go right now? Woo. Get your ship together. Pastor Rose started it off a few weeks ago. It was so good. Scared, shipless. How many of you, how many, let, with a round of applause, I want you to like say which one you feel touched your life the best, right? Not the best, but it just touched your life in a different way. I don't, I don't want Reuben and Pastor Reuben and Pastor Rose to get into it. Um, scared shipless how many of you enjoyed that one that that one was so powerful amen how about handle your ship last week was ill last week was mine last week last week was crazy how about stop your ship so today I want to continue and I want to preach under the theme when the ship hits the fan so <laughs> if we put this all together, it's funny, it's funny. When we're scared shipless and need to handle our ship, will we be able to stop the ship when the ship hits the fan? I did it. I was so scared. I was so scared. <laughs> Woo. Let's go, let's, let's get in the Bible before I get in trouble. We're going to be reading from Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. And it's a story that some of you guys might know. If you don't, we're going to get very familiar with it today. We're going to be going back and forth through different verses. Um, but I want to focus particularly on the one that's on the screen. And it says, Paul stood among them and said, Men, you should have followed my advice not to sail from Crete. You would have avoided this disaster and loss. How many of you have ever heard that before? If you would have just listened to me, you would have avoided this. Can the lady say amen without looking at your significant other? If you, you would have avoided this disaster and loss, then it says, Now I advise you to take courage. No one will lose his life. Only the ship will be destroyed. Only the ship will be destroyed. And I know this because an angel from the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood by me last night. And the angel told me, don't be afraid, Paul. Don't be afraid, Kuhau. Don't be afraid, person who's here for the first time. Don't be afraid, person who doesn't find an answer in everything else that they've tried. Don't be afraid, you who thinks you were about to quit, but God brought you here to tell you it's not time to quit because I got you. Don't be afraid, Paul. You must present your case to the emperor. God has granted safety to everyone who is sailing with you. So have courage. I trust God that everything will turn out just as he told me. I got courage that it will turn out just as God told you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the word that you're about to share with your people. Father, someone needs to hear something directly from you. And I just pray that you would help me to bring that word, Lord. Help me to touch hearts. Help me to touch spirits today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. I don't know if you guys feel what I feel up here, but I feel that God is about to do something special. 
I feel that, that, that God brought people here. There's a lot of new faces. Um, I don't know if it's your first time here, but it's my first time seeing you. And if you're here for the first time, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited that you took some time out to be with us. I praise God for you guys. And, and you look awesome. Let me, let me tell you, you look awesome in that seat right where you are. And, and if I'm looking over you, it's not because I don't like you. It's because these lights are blinding me, but I know you're in that area. How many of you know what it means, thank you, how many of you know what it means when, when, when someone's, yo, when, when the ship hits the fan, bro, I, I'm so scared, when the ship hits the fan, I actually looked it up and they don't know where, where this phrase started, um, but they know that what, it, what it means and what it implies, right, it's kind of like when you've been able to avoid something when you've been able to avoid disaster when you've been able to avoid getting caught when you've been able to avoid being seen for some of the things you're doing in the unseen and and all of these things are revealed and the ship hits the fan it releases a certain smell right and 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 before anyone judges the person next to them I, don't act, don't act like your ship don't stink Look at the person next to you and say, don't act like your ship don't stink. Some of y'all said the actual thing, don't worry, we good. Um, and this is important because when I read this text and I see Paul being the one that gets up in the midst of everything that was going on. In the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the, the fear, in the midst of the thinking that we're going to sink. In the midst of everything that was going on, he gets up and he says, don't worry about it, yo, chill. God got us. He came to me last night and he said, we're going to be fine. He came to me and told me none of your lives are going to be lost just because I serve him kind of cocky but it's, it's, it's cool and but but when I look at the text and the reason that I brought it today is because it it speaks to me about something that God began in my life in 2016 in 2016 just a few years ago God had me take out a piece of paper and he said in the middle of the paper I want you to write the new me and, and, and he said, and, and I remember writing down after that, the things that it's going to take for me to get from where I am to where I want to be. How many of you can relate that you're, you're not where you used to be, but you're not where you want to be? I pray that this message would fill in the gap from where you used to be to where you're going to be because the God who made the promise to you is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. But it's going to take something in the middle from us. Amen. And when I look at the text, uh, um, when I looked at this paper, all of a sudden I began drawing little circles around the big circle. And what year did I say this happened? 2016, a few years ago. And I began draw drawing little circles, things you got to stop doing. Right. Then I wrote another one, emotional intelligence. You need to know what's going on inside of you. Then I, then I wrote another one, you know, and, and before you knew it, I had like six or seven circles. And now we're in the year 2022. And can I keep it real with you guys? I'm still battling with the things he told me to do in 2016. Is there anybody that can relate to me this morning? That you know what it feels like to have God tell you something, to have God show you something, to have God make these huge promises over your life. But then you find yourself struggling and battling to get to that place. And, and when I look at this text, if you look at the very beginning, it says that our difficulties began along the coast of the city of Snidus, Sidus, something, because the wind would not let us go further. The wind would not let us go further. There comes a moment in your life, there comes a moment in my life, there comes a moment in our lives where the wind doesn't let us get further than where we've gotten. There comes a time in our life that God says, I'm going to stop you right here. Because I, if I let you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to end up destroying yourself and destroying everyone around you. The wind will come against you. And, and the wind came against me. 
Because in 2016, I had gotten to a point in my life where, where people considered me a great preacher. I got to the point in my life where I was sought out by different churches to preach when their pastors weren't there. I got to the point in my life where I could almost preach with my eyes closed because I had been doing it for so long. But then in 2016, God says, although all those things are happening, that's not you. Because there's sometimes we confuse who we are with what we do. And God was telling me right then and there in 2016, don't act like your ship don't stink because I see what nobody else sees. I love you. I've called you. I've saved you. You're redeemed. You're going to be with me forever one day. But there's certain things in your life that need to get dealt with. There's certain things in your life that need to change because if you keep in this trajectory, you're going to destroy life. Happened in 2016. But I didn't listen. And I kept doing life my way. I kept, I kept acting like I was, I was better than what I was doing. Therefore, my gift, because it made room for me in the company of the great, my gift would keep me there. But your gift just gets you in the room. Character keeps you there. Come on, somebody. And, and so, so if we keep reading, if you look at this very next part, if you read a few sentences below, um, it says we had lost so much time. We had lost so much time. Is there anyone here this afternoon that knows what it feels like to lose time? And it stinks because you can make money if you've lost money. If you've lost a car, you can buy another car in time. If you lost a relationship, you can probably build another relationship in time. If you've lost a position, maybe you can get and gain another position in time. But one of the things you can't regain when you've lost it is time. Once time is gone, it's gone. And, and when we read this, Paul says we've lost so much time. And then it says Paul advised the men were going to face a disaster and heavy losses on this voyage. This disaster will cause damage to the cargo and the ship and it will affect our lives. It came to the point in my life where every single door, all these churches I was preaching at, were no longer inviting me. It came to the point in my life that two churches in a row asked me to no longer be there. It came to the point in my life where, when I, where I, when I looked back, the destruction that my life had caused was uglier than the blessings that my gift had caused. And I came to the point in my life where I had to sit down and say, man, this stuff is causing some serious disaster. Mm. If we keep reading, it says, when a gentle breeze began to blow from the south, say gentle breeze. And this is what happens. Sometimes the breeze is gentle and our life is just sailing along and our ship is just sailing along. So again, we feel like it's all good. We feel like we're good, right? Our, our, our latest lie got us out of the situation. So, so we feel good because it's a gentle breeze. It's a gentle breeze. But when we keep reading, at the end of it, it says, soon a powerful wind blew from the island. This is what happened in my life. What began as a gentle breeze became a powerful wind. It became a powerful wind. And I noticed in my life, like, man, like, I gotta, I gotta get my ship together. Like, this isn't going good for me. But it, but it got to the point in my life, and, and, and my wife can testify to this, that when she, by the time she meets me, I told her, babe, like, I used to preach, but I'm never going to preach again. I used to pastor, but I'm never going to pastor again. It just hurts too much. What I've done is too much. The, the lives that I've hurt are too much. I, I can't keep doing this. I'm not good enough. 
I'm not worthy. And this is after teaching on grace. This is after teaching others to teach on grace. This is after being a leader to leaders, a pastor to pastors. This is after leading a church and helping other churches come out of that church. This is after helping Pastor Rowe and teaching Pastor Rowe and, and, and officiating Pastor Rowe and Pastor Lee's wedding. This is after all that. But when a powerful wind comes, we can decide right then and there that we're going to sail with it. Or we're going to sail against it. <laughs> because it's not a devil thing, guys. It's not a devil thing. God is in control of our lives. God is the one speaking to our lives. And sometimes the things that we rebuke is God in disguise saying, no, 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 no. It's not the devil. The devil's not going to get credit for me trying to love on you. The devil's not going to... Actually, my fault this time. Pastor Roy, your heart skipped, right? You're like, not again. <laughs> Man, okay. <laughs> if we keep looking at this process, look at the very next line. It says, we couldn't do anything. We couldn't do anything. Is there anyone that's gone to that place? You've tried it all. You've tried the programs. You've tried the new relationships. You've tried the different school. You've tried the new girl, the new guy. You've tried the new church. You've tried the new this. You've tried to do that. But you realize I can't do anything. I feel stuck. I feel alone. I feel broken. That's where I was. Not too many years ago. That's where I was. If you keep reading, it says, we drifted. We drifted. Any of you feel like you've drifted from your purpose? You've drifted from the life that you know you deserve to live? You've drifted from accepting what you know you should accept to accepting whatever comes your way? You've just drifted. And I'm not here to condemn you because by the end of it, I promise you it's going to get better. But before it gets better, sometimes we need to understand where we are. Before we can accept the grace of God, we have to realize that we need the grace of God. Before we can be empowered, we need to notice how weak we are. Before we receive this forgiveness, we need to understand that we need some forgiveness. Can I get an amen, somebody? You guys are with me? I hope that I'm not scaring you guys. Some of you guys are like, yo, how the heck is this dude preaching? <laughs> and I'm not even giving you details. Some of you want them and you're, you're, you're creating your own, but whatever. <laughs> we drifted. And then it says we barely got control. We barely got control. The very next line says we continued to be tossed violently. Tossed violently. And if you know what would it, for you, for, this is what happened to me. My name was being tossed violently. There had been so many things that I had done that people started lying about things that I was doing, but it was believable because of the things that I had done. Does that make sense to anybody? Right? Because it was tied to Marquez. Everybody was like, yup, it gotta be true. He must have did that because he did this. <laughs> I was just being tossed violently. And it hurt it. It hurts when you're being tossed violently. It hurts when you're trying to mind your own business, but people keep throwing your business out there even though it's really not your business. It hurts when they're just like, like I was going to say shipping on your name, but that doesn't make much sense. Uh, we continue to be tossed violently. If we keep reading, it said the storm wouldn't let up. Ever heard that when it rains, it? The storm would not let up. Some of you are here this afternoon because the storm just will not let up. Some of you are here today because you're tired of being tired. You're tired of being broken. You're tired of feeling lonely. You're tired of being in grief. You're tired of being angry. You're tired of being resentful. You're tired of being bitter. 
You're tired of being tired. It says the storm wouldn't let up. And then he said, we finally began to lose any hope of coming out of it alive. That's where I was. That's where Pastor Marquez was. I was at a place where I had given, given away hope. Given away hope of coming out of it better. I had given up my hope of ever preaching again. I had given up my hope of ever doing this and, and, and being a blessing to other people. I had given up that hope. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know that I'm talking to somebody who's at the end of the rope. And you're saying, man, I gave up hope a long time ago, preacher. I don't know what you're talking about giving up hope. I already gave up hope. But let me tell you, if you're here today, you've convinced yourself that you've given up hope. But you have not given up hope. Because you've come to this church where the Bible says Jesus is. And Jesus is the anchor of your soul if you allow him to be. And that's what some of us needs. Our ship is about to be destroyed and we need an anchor to come down and hold our ship where it is. Jesus wants to be your anchor. Paul knew this, and I, but I didn't. God had been working on me for seven years on what I'm about to share with you guys for the next few minutes. Because what Jesus told me was it's not my love. It's not my love that has you doing circles in the same thing. It's not my purpose that has you doing circles in the same thing. It's not even the devil that has you doing circles in the same thing. Can I show you something? It's going to sound so simple. It's going it's to get y'all mad. Because some of us want the devil because we're like, I could rebuke the devil. Right? I, I, I got to pass the road. Pass the road. Say rama, rama, rama. And it's gone. But this is what God shared with me. God said, you know what, what, what's getting you? It's your bad habits. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't. What, I came to the realization. Um, um, the father of modern psychology said this. He said, all of our life so far as it has a definite form is but a mass of habits. It's but a mass of habits. Some of us are like, man, when can I preach? When can I worship? When can I serve? When can I do this? Because we want to do these big things, right? We want to be seen. We want to be on YouTube. We want to be on Instagram. We want to have TikTok followers like Pastor Ro. But God is saying, I'm not interested in none of those big things. What I'm looking for is little things that nobody sees. What I'm seeking is little things, little habits. What this week, um, my wife and I try to choose a verse every single week, and we meditate on that verse. We share it. We talk about it. This week was so simple. This week was walk with me. That, those three little words that Jesus said wrecked my life this whole week. Walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. How many of you just want to walk with Jesus? But you've disqualified yourself. You've disqualified yourself. It isn't that God disqualified you. Because he died on the cross so that you would be qualified. He became sin so that you could become righteousness. He became evil so that you can be good. He became a mess so that your life could be fit. He did all that for you and I. So it's not Jesus that's keeping us from there. It's our habits. And Paul begins by sharing with them the word of the Lord. And then the ship hit the fan. And he had to remind them. Right, because this is when things get crazy that you really know what you're about. Can I get her name in somebody? Right, Mike Tyson's chilling, doing what he does with his business. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? He's chilling. He's feeling nice. He gets on a plane. And then some lunatic throws a bottle of water his way. Like, who throws anything at Mike Tyson? So the ship... Hit the fan for him real quick. Because Tyson got up, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> he gave him a few of those hooks, and, and it was over. Why? Because when the ship hits the fan, when things get uncomfortable, when you find yourself without any other way of getting in or out, we're going to retreat into the habits that we've been developing every single day. It's easy to preach up here, but man, when a car cuts me off, 
It's easy to serve, right? We want to serve. And this is the picture that I get, right, when we think about serve. But, but I was in Noches de Colombia with my wife, and, and a server took her plate and put it right in front of her face. I'm like, bro, you're not going to hit my wife with a plate. When, when <laughs> I'm getting agitated. Let me share a quote. Let me share a quote. This is why this happens. Um, A.J. Sherrill says, the idea of rising to the occasion is false. Few, if any of us, can actually rise to the occasion when times are hard. Most of us default to our highest level of previous training. In other words, if our habit has always been to fight when we're fought with, when we're fought with again, and the ship hits the fan, we're just going to fight the way we've always fought. Why? Because that's our training. If our habit is to hurt those that hurt me when I get hurt, because I haven't practiced a different habit, no matter what happens, no matter how many prayers I've read, because that's what we do. We, we, we're like, I'm going to cast that demon out in the name of Jesus. But then you go to cast out a demon and the demon don't go nowhere. And then Jesus has to come down the mountain and he's like, yo, that demon don't come out except by prayer and fasting. He wasn't saying you got to pray and fast so that that demon come out. No, 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 no. There's no time for that. The demon's there. What he was saying is we have to have a habit of prayer and fasting. So when that demon shows up, you've already developed the habit. He know he got to go without you even fighting. Hmm. Why do we need better habits? Look at the person next to you and say, why do we need to develop better habits? The first reason is because we all live based on habit, whether they're good or bad. Everyone in this room lives based on habits. Because it's the only way we can function. Our brain can only take so much information. How many of you can agree? My brain takes less than yours, I promise you. There's only so much information I can take. Right? Because our brain is programmed to only contain a certain amount of information. So what it does to continue allowing us to function is that it creates little ways or shortcuts. So that we can still take on new information, it creates habits of old information. So, so when, 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 when we learn something new, we, we, we accept it, we embrace it, we enjoy it, right? Just like every Sunday sermon. But if we didn't do anything with that Sunday sermon, how many of you know when the ship hits the fan and you go to work with that nasty supervisor? Or you go home with that significant other <laughs> oh you know you you run into that difficult situation how many of you know that that Sunday sermon didn't help that why because I didn't develop a habit I didn't do anything with it amen y'all with me we all live based on habit whether they are good or bad something happened a few years ago this pilot was was on his plane and all of a sudden, some birds came out of nowhere and went into the engine. <laughs> May, where you at? We were seeing a movie and we're like, man, thank God May ain't see this before she took that plane. <laughs> and one engine shut down. And before you knew it, the other engine shut down. And this plane that had 155 passengers was all of a sudden left without power. But he had a practice. Because when he wasn't flying planes, he would practice something called gliding. Where he would purposely turn off the plane to teach himself what to do just in case one day he found himself in a bad situation. This man's name was Sully. 
This plane landed in the Hudson. Most of us saw it on the news. This man had a habit that enabled him to understand what to do when everything around him hit the fan. So the question I want to ask us today, what are the habits that Holy Spirit is asking us to do? Because believe it, believe me guys, all of us live our lives based on habits. Why do I need to develop better habits? Because good habits formed become a stronghold for the Holy Spirit. While bad ones become a foothold for the devil. Can I say that again somebody? Good habits become a stronghold for God. Bad habits become a stronghold for the enemy. And I don't know about you, but if God told me this in 2016, and finally in 2022, there's been some good habits that have been developed. Things that God told me to do, I started doing. Things that God told me to change, I started changing. And there were little things like meditation, little things like prayer, little things like getting in the word, little things like sharing everything with my wife, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It was little things, but those little things began to to create some very great results and that is what habits do we see them as insignificant but done over time they make a huge impact they make a huge impact and I know like but this, is, this doesn't sound so spiritual pastor like I want to hear about ghosts and goblins and like like all that scary stuff like tell me something that's gonna get, make me go ha but I don't want to make you go ha like I, I want to make you enjoy your daily life because what good is it if I get you excited on Sunday but I don't help you live Monday through Saturday can we get an amen somebody Good habits, again, good habits become a stronghold for the Holy Spirit while bad ones become a foothold for the enemy. Another reason we need to develop better habits is because we don't lose because we don't love God. That's not why we're losing. We love God. We're here. We worship him. We come to dwell night. We come to community groups. We, 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 we respond on the chat once in a while. Some of you don't ever, but you're forgiven. But, you know, like, like we're, we're involved. We lose ground because many times our habits don't match the love we say we have for God. That's why we lose ground. We're not losing ground because God changed his mind about us. No, 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 no. He never changes his mind about you. He never changes his mind about me. His purpose is established, is firm, and he said, I'm never going to change my mind. I'll just wait until you're ready. You do not rise, James Clear said this in Atomic Habits, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Oof, that's heavy. Pastor Ruben last week was talking about the Dunning-Kruger effect. And he said the less people know, the more confident they are about it. And this is how it is with our habits. Because we don't see them, because we don't acknowledge them, because we're not aware of them, we convince ourselves that they don't exist. But then when the ship hits the fan and we begin smelling that, that, that stink that's on our ship, all of a sudden we understand like, yo, there's something that ain't right in there. And this is where it begins, church. First, we need to come before the Lord and say, Lord, that smell is coming from in here. It's not coming from out there. How many of you have ever looked for a bad smell outside of your house or outside of your apartment and that smell was inside? Because it's easier to blame the things out there. Come on. It's easier to blame the smell on mom. It's easier to blame the smell on dad. It's easier to smell the, the, blame the smell on him or on her or on them or on it. But God is saying, no, 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 no. Come before me in humility. Come, just come before me. Give it to me. Come just as you are. Keep it real with me. Right? They, they, some people say, keep it G with me, right? Keep it God with me. Keep it God with me. The God in you and the God that I am. And I promise you that the God that is within you will begin to display itself. But our habits need to change. The victories people applaud are a, a product of the habits no one knows about. The defeats people judge 
are the product of the habits no one knows about. Muhammad Ali said, champions aren't made in the ring. They're just recognized there. Listen to me. Forget about this. Forget about, you know, being in the limelight. Forget about getting a certain amount of people to follow you on Instagram and TikTok and whatever else we're using out there. Forget about all that. I've recognized one of the habits that I had to develop was to forget about all that and put a limit of one hour on my phone. I have one hour for TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram combined. One hour. I only got one hour to use these four things that... Some of us, including me, can't live without. One hour. But I knew that this was a habit that I needed. So you know what I did, guys? I gave my wife my phone. I said, babe, put a, put a code in there. <laughs> put a code in there, right? And, and I was like, don't let me see it. Don't let me see it while I'm trying to peek. Like, I don't, I don't want to know what it is. But that was something that I had to do, something that seems immature, something that seems like a kid needs to do it. But I needed to do it. And maybe this is what Jesus meant when he said, you must become like a little child to inherit the kingdom of God. There's way too many times that we are grown, but God is saying, you're not grown yet. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to my purpose in you, you're still a baby and that's perfectly fine. Right? Because it's because you're a baby that someone else is cleaning your ship. <laughs> Paul was able to get up on that boat. And, and, and Paul was able to say, we're not going to be lost. Because Paul had habits. He had habits. So, so it wasn't that he was depending on his habits... But his habits allowed him to depend on God. It's a change of paradigm. It's a change of how we think. How, the daily habits that we begin to develop are what's going to give us the strength to go to the next level. And I don't know, but I could feel it in my spirit. There's so many people here that you're ready to go to the next level. There's so many people here that you're ready to fight new demons because these old demons got boring already. They boring already. They got me tired already. It's time to let this fight go and fight some new fights. Why? Because we're growing and God is saying, I want to give you more. I want to expand your territory. I want to expand your room. I want to put you in the company of great people. Just develop these habits some of us need to stop looking at their car and start looking at their habits stop looking at their sneakers and start looking at their habits stop looking at their Instagram page because everybody else is seeing what you're seeing puppy come on somebody I feel like I'm helping somebody this afternoon. But I'm helping you guys because this is what has helped me. I already spoke in tongues in 2016 when he told me, when he started speaking to me. I had, I had, already, been, I had already been preaching for so many years in 2016. I had held so many positions already in 2016. People knew who Marquez was already in 2016. But it was in 2016 the Holy Spirit confronted me and said, I need you to work on some little things. And it's these little things that are going to make you greater than you could ever think you could have been. And believe me, guys, oh, my God, Marquez, you're helping Pastor Rowe. Listen to me. Anyone can build a church. Anyone can be good alone. But I'm not interested in being good because it takes two to be great together. I'm, a, I'm good when I'm alone. Well, I'm good when I'm alone. But I'm a force when my wife is like, hey, you sung that to me. We're a force when we're together. How many of the dream team can give the Lord a round of applause and understand? We're great when we're together. We're great. We're great. We're great. But we need some habits. You know what the Bible calls habits? Discipline. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. If you know what the Enneagram is, that's a bad word for us. Discipline. We don't want to hear about no discipline. We just want to have fun. Get disciplined. I'm a grown man. I don't need no discipline. Because you're a grown man, you need discipline. Can I get an amen? 
Paul said this, and, and we're, we're nearing our end. Paul said this. I got seven minutes, guys, seven minutes. He says in the book of Corinthians, do you not know that in a race all the runners get the prize? But only one, I'm, I'm sorry, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize. Run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. But I discipline my body and keep it under control so that after preaching to others, I myself should not be disqualified. Paul said this. The apostle the apostle of grace. He said, I disciplined my body so that I myself would not be disqualified. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, Holy Spirit, show me what's next. Show me what little thing is next. Because I'm going to do that little thing. Because little obedience in a big, big God creates big, big results. Big results, big results. I'm here today after I said I wasn't going to preach again. I'm here today after I said I would never love again. I'm here uh, today after I said I'm not going to ever do this again. Not because God changed his mind. God's word remains firm. It's because I allowed God to be God. Okay, can I have John and Jeremiah? Oh, come on, guys. I, I want to end it with this, guys. I want to end it with this. <sighs> the Bible says one of the verses, check this out, guys. I have a habit of doing goals. How many of you set goals in the beginning of the year? What they're called, New Year's resolutions, right? I, I used to have eight, nine, or ten every year. This year, God said, I'm going to give you one. He said, discipline. I want you to journal more. I want you to pray more. I want you to fast more. And I want you to, to, to um, fast more, pray more, journal more. I feel like I'm, and I want you to read the New Testament in the Passion Translation. I did those things. Just four little things, but I got to do them daily. Can I keep it real? I ain't doing it daily yet. We're already in May. I, I, I'm struggling. But I know what I got to do, and I'm trying. I'm trying. I might miss a day, but then I, I get at it the next day. Why? Because this is a habit that I need to develop. Because this is what happens. We got Jeremiah here. And we got John here. Right? This is, this, I'm sorry, this is the promise. This is God saying, I'm going to use you. This is God saying, I'm going to bless your family. This is God saying, these are the purposes and the plans that I have for you. This is God saying, you're whole. This is God saying, I'm going to, you're, you're, you're healthy, you're blessed, you're strong, you're big. This is who God made the promise to. And I'm the habit that it's going to take to get him from here to here. God doesn't change his mind. Because God lives in eternity. And in eternity, when he releases that word, it's because he already saw it. God sees you blessed. God sees you free. God sees you healed. God sees you doing great things. God sees you prospering. God sees you as the person that you know that you're destined to be. But then you're here trying to say, but, but how do I get there? How do I get there? And every time that you try, you, you try to get there, but for whatever reason, there's a bad habit. You love God, so you're going to go towards him, but then this bad habit keeps pulling you back. And, and you get, sometimes you get so close, but, but then that bad habit creeps up and pulls you right back. But what would happen if you connected to some 
good habits and, and and you connect this to some good habits and that good habit it could be the small little thing right a small thing because that's what habits are small things but then you took that that good habit begins to connect you when all of a sudden the day's gonna come when the you that was made that promise is gonna meet up with the you that the promise was made to how many of you are ready to hug your blessing give him a hug daddy how many of you are ready to hug your blessing how many of you are ready to hug your purpose? How many of you are ready to do this? Listen to me. Your purpose will meet you at the place of your habits. The worship team. I need the worship team. I said your purpose will meet you at the place of your habits. How many of you know this man named Jesus? Look what I read in Luke chapter 20-something. It says... That Jesus came out and went as was his what? As was his what? As was his habit to the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. This occurred in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right before the cross. The Bible says that Judas. How many of you name your kid Judas? <laughs> Babe, yeah? No? No Judas? Ruled out. She ruled me out. But the Bible says that Judas knew where to find Jesus because Jesus had a habit. Some of us are praying to God for some friends. We're praying to God for friends because we need friends for our purpose. We need friends to do what God has called us to do. But can I reverse that a little bit and tell you that sometimes your enemies, sometimes your haters are telling you more about your purpose than your friends can even recognize. Sometimes it's your haters rising up against you that are saying, I'm coming to get you. And you should begin saying, okay, come and get me. Because where you're going to find me is in the place of my habits. You can hate me with my habits. You can hate me with my little prayer every single morning. You can hate me with my little bit of worship here and there. You can hate me with my little bit of changes here and there. Hate me then. But when the ship hits the fan, you're not going to smell something that stinks. You're going to smell something that smells like potpourri. How many of you can say amen, somebody? Oh, because there's so much goodness inside of you. There's so much power inside of you. There's so much love inside of you, so much life inside of you, so much joy inside of you. Some of y'all didn't expect to smile this much in church. Oh, but here at Kuhau, oh man, we love people and we love you guys because we believe that God has a purpose for you. And all we want to do is walk with you. Let us walk with you. Amen. Let us walk with you. Ooh, he ready. He came by right when I said that too. Let us walk with you. Because Mark came in here a few weeks ago and he wasn't who he is today. He wasn't who he is today. I remember finding him behind the speaker when he laid on his face like this and he wasn't saying much. But listen to me, guys. Listen to me. You might be like this today and you don't have the words to say. That's the perfect place to be because God will take you from that to dressing you in white and getting you to the place where you're ready to say, Jesus, what's next? Jesus, what's next? It's time to get my ship together. How many of you are ready to get your ship together? That's a very good habit. There's a good habit that I've always had, guys. And it's that when worship comes on, I can't be back here. I can't be a spectator. My habit is always to come up here. How many of you know I'm always here? I don't dance. Like, my dancing skills is weak. I had to go to salsa class for like a year just to learn two steps. To do at my wedding. But I come here because it's my habit. It's my habit to worship God. It's my habit to put distractions behind me. I try to be in the front so the distractions are behind me. It's just a habit, guys. How about if I challenge you guys to begin a new habit today? 
can we come to the front guys and start a new habit of worship and as Emily leads us into this realm I want you to worship God like you've never worshiped him before worship him the way that he sees you he loves you he sees you as valuable he adores you he declares you free he declares you the righteousness of God and he says anyone I want, I want to make an invitation because you're hearing this I am a child of God I am a child of God but you don't feel like a child of God up here you're one call away you're one call away from being that person if you want to say you know what I want to sing that I want to sing that with some conviction pastor I want you to say this prayer with me I want you to say father in Jesus name I'm sorry forgive me for my sins heal my broken heart and bring me back to you today I am a child of God can we give them a round of applause guys listen to me oh this is like a double whammy type day because there's a little bonus for you guys. If you coming to the Lord today for the very first time and you see this up here and you're like, wait a minute. Like what happened to me today is real. I want to get baptized, but man, I ain't bring no clothes. We ain't gonna let you get away with that weak excuse. We got some clothes for you. We got some towels for you. If you want to get baptized, who should they see, Pastor? Who should they see if they want to get baptized? Go right to the right of to the left. And there's going to be somebody waiting for you. I think there's somebody that wants to get baptized today. You wasn't prepared for this. But God knew you were coming. God knew you were going to be here. So I, as we sing this song, if you want to get baptized, come right to this side. Amen.